Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time hey everyone it's ted from consumer cellular the guy in the orange sweater and this is your wake-up call If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically Injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who served honorably, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, Ryan. You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. That's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. 
It's nicotine free. It's even sugar free. And I highly recommend just a personal choice. I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Listen to them when they tell you what they are, who they are, and how they think. Joe Biden has some big plans for day one. And finally, what did we do? All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. You ever hear the story of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising? It's a World War II story, one of those Holocaust stories. Highly, highly recommended if you're into Jews killing Nazis, which who isn't into Jews killing Nazis? And I mean, the coolest stuff in the world. It got to a point where the Nazis wouldn't go in at night anymore because they were getting killed so much. It was awesome. It's an awesome story. But there's something about it I want to talk to you about tonight because it applies to you and I. Not that we have Nazis or a Holocaust here or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. One part of the story that always hit me because they had they'd taken all the Jews and they'd put them in this ghetto in Warsaw. And then from there, they were loading them on the trains off to the death camps. And they would use a variety of tactics to get them on the trains. They'd bribe them with food because they were starving them. They would send fake postcards back from people. But in general, people are not dumb, right? You know something's wrong. Something's wrong. These people are evil. These people are against us. You know something's wrong. But you know what always hit me about that story? 80%, 80% of the ghetto had already gotten on the trains to the death camps before the uprising. And you know what that tells you? That tells you human nature is what it tells you. You and I, them, the, we're all built the same. We're all human beings. Human nature is a funny thing. Human nature because we want to comfort ourselves sometimes. We don't want to imagine bad things are out there. Human nature, it is to trust people around you or to not believe the worst about people around you. And that can be okay to a point, right? But at some point in time, you have to acknowledge what you're facing. At some point in time, you have to accept what you're up against because if you don't accept what you're up against, you can never defeat it, ever. To bring up a really, really ugly subject, you probably live in an area you want to live in. Maybe not, depending on where you're at in life, but where you live is probably an area you chose. And what do we choose? Especially once we start having families, kids, we choose someplace that's safe. I, I did the same thing. I live in the Texas suburbs. I'm there, you know, God and country, white picket fence, that kind of The kids can play in the street, fireworks on the 4th of July, all that, all that stuff, Americana stuff. When's the last time you logged in and looked at the sex offender registry in your area. You might want to try. The truth is, there are monsters walking among us at all times. And what I'm trying to tell you with the Warsaw story and that gross sex offender registry story is we are constantly being told by America's communists how they think, what they want, what they will do if they're allowed to do it. We're constantly being told it. And yet people, understandably, have a hard time accepting that basic truth because politics for us as Americans, we've been spoiled by it. It is just, you know, a war of words and this campaign ad and this campaign flyer and, oh, look at this debate. And woo, woo, woo. 
We're so spoiled that we don't understand that politics historically is a contact sport. And that if the wrong people get power, if bad people get power, they're going to use it in really, really, really ugly ways. I have told you a thousand times. I'm going to say it a thousand more times. I think I said it on Friday's show. America's communists are not different than communists have always been. They're no different. Some Stalinist apparatchik is exactly the same as a communist in America today. Our American communists may be held back a little since they don't have total control yet. Their legal, our legal system holds them back in certain ways. But the things they want, no different than what the other commies wanted. And the things they will do to you and me is no different than what the communists have always done and will always do. When you hear this, I'm going to play you this clip. This is a Facebook insider talking about the things he wants. I don't want you to just gloss over it. I don't want you to let your eyes glaze over until I come back on the screen. I want you to pay attention to each and every word for a couple different reasons. One, these are the people who work for the big tech overlords. Two, the people in the Democratic Party share this point of view. And three, this way of thinking is everywhere with the left today. Your father's JFK Democratic Party is gone. This is how they think. They always have thought this way. Pay attention. They're telling you. We have to turn down the capability of these conservative influencers to reach these huge audiences. There are, are people on YouTube, for example, that have a larger, daytime, a larger audience than daytime CNN, and they are extremely radical and pushing extremely uh, radical views. And so it's up to the Facebooks and YouTubes in particular to think about whether or not they want to be effectively cable networks for disinformation. And then we're going to have to figure out the OANN and Newsmax problem. You know, that these companies have freedom of speech, but I'm not sure we need Verizon, AT&T, Comcast and such to be bringing them into tens of millions of homes. Were you paying attention? Turn down their reach? It's a problem they can get to people? With that more people should be listening to CNN? You understand what these people will do to you and I, right? You understand that that is a basic tenet of communism, is censorship. That is what they do. Because it's such a horrible, putrid ideology that if you even get a whiff of something else out there, it can no longer exist. That's why censorship has been a basic part of it since it began. They're here. And they're running your Google, your YouTube, your everything. They're running your big tech platforms. They are. They're running your Democratic Party. They're all over your Republican Party. They educate your kids in government schools. They're in your Hollywood. They're in your music. They're in your federal bureaucracy. They're in your FBI. They're in your military. This is how these people think. This isn't conspiracy theory mumbo jumbo. This is the result of decades decades of anti-American government education. And this is what we have now. That guy, I'm not even blaming that idiot specifically. I'm telling you, that's their mentality. Communists don't change. I'm not telling you to walk around being, you know, just eyeing your fellow man with suspicion. What I am telling you to do is wake up and realize your dad's Democratic Party is gone. What we have now is something much, much different and much scarier. And history tells us exactly what they want to do and what they will do with the power they have. Pay attention. Pay attention. Now, 
switching gears here a little, and I don't even know that this is better news. Joe Biden, it's going to be a rough four years. Joe Biden, this is a headline from the AP, quote, Biden to prioritize legal status for millions of immigrants. And you know what? They say 11 million. It's obviously a number much bigger than 11 million. I don't know whether he'll be able to pull it off, but I will tell you this. I applaud Joe Biden. And this is what I mean by applauding Joe Biden. You remember what Republicans did when we had the presidency, House and Senate? You remember what we did? You generally get one big thing through. You remember what we got through? Tax break. And I'm all about tax breaks, right? It's your money. It's my money. I'm all about tax breaks. We got tax breaks. That's good. Okay, good. How did tax breaks help us hold on to power? We passed tax breaks, and promptly two years later, we lost the House. Two more years later, we lost the presidency. Did nothing for us. Democrats gained power. What's their priority? They don't give a crap about the American people. What's their priority? Keeping power. Gaining more of it. They're going to push for D.C. statehood, for Puerto Rico statehood. They're going to push for amnesty for a bunch of illegal immigrants. Why? Well, we're not stupid. All those people are going to vote Democrat now. They're never going to leave power again. I'm tired of watching us gain power and then just, just let it fly away. Democrats gain power, and they aim to make sure they'll never lose it again. Maybe we need to adjust our way of thinking. What's Biden's immigration policies? What are they? Well, he wants to extend the refugee cap from 15,000 to 125,000. That's just what we need. He wants to end Trump's remain in Mexico policy. You know that wildly famous policy that stopped the migrant surge at the southern border? Yeah, that's the remain in Mexico policy. And lastly, he wants to restore the DACA program. Hmm. Have you seen what's coming right now? Have you seen what's happening right now in Guatemala? droves and droves and droves of them. You know where those people are headed? It ain't down south. They're heading here. And you know why? Well, Trump's gone. Oh, they put out a statement. Quote, we recognize the importance of the incoming government of the United States having shown a strong commitment to migrants and asylum seekers, which presents an opportunity for the governments of Mexico and Central America to develop policies in a migration management that respect and promote the human rights of the population and mobility. We will advocate that the Biden government honors its commitments. And just so you know, just so you're aware, refugee status, taking in refugees, that has, you know, definitions. It's not just anybody who's unhappy with where they are and wants to come here. That means you're fleeing an immediate danger in your own country. Therefore, the first country you get to, that's where you become a refugee. You don't get to, I'm unhappy here. You know what? America sounds nice. Let's, let's get there. That's not how that works at all. At all. And we are not America's, or we're not the world's dumping ground. Oh, but wait, there's more. What else is Joe Biden doing day one? He's going to rejoin the Paris Climate Accord. He's going to end the travel ban on Muslim nations. Just a heads up, there is no such thing as a Muslim ban. There never was. There was a ban on specific nations, which had a unique amount of terrorism coming from them. Uh, he's also going to issue a mask mandate on all federal property. Oh, goody. And I love this one. He's going to cancel the Keystone Pipeline permit. Thousands of jobs gone like this. And, you know, I don't want to be that guy. 
I try hard not to be that guy, but I hear poll after poll after poll, these exit polls, when they're trying to figure out how Joe Biden won, setting all the other stuff aside, how did Joe Biden win? You know what I continue to hear is they didn't like how Trump conducted himself. They did not like Trump on Twitter. They didn't like the name calling and things like that. And that's fine. Look, I'm not telling you to like that stuff. It never bothered me, but I'm an insensitive jerk. So I, I get people who don't like that stuff, but here's what I don't get. I don't get looking at that but having good, proven results and saying, ah, forget the results. I want somebody who's nice on Twitter. If that's really where we are, if we've become a juvenile, emotional nation of babies like that, then it sucks, but you get what you get. Don't throw a fit. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, these are obviously going to be some trying times coming. You know what else comes when trying times come? Crime. Crime thrives in trying times. Do you think the home title thieves are going to sit out the next four years because you happen to be going through it? They're not. They're out there hunting. As you listen to my voice, they're out there hunting for home titles just like yours. Your home title is online. Unless you take steps to protect it, they're going to get you. And if they hack into it, they're going to forge your signature on it and take a loan out against it. And you are going to pay that loan back. Not your home insurance. You are going to pay it back. Go to HomeTitleLock.com so they can stop it. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code RADIO. That gets you 30 days for free. We'll be back. Accepting what we're facing. I already talked to you about that accepting who these people are, accepting what they want. But, you know, it's more than just a talking head at Facebook. It's more than just this media personality. We have to do a quick rewind here, just, just a brief rewind, because I want you to think about something. Let's rewind all the way back to the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. You know people like Andrew Cuomo, you remember them saying things like this? A bar or restaurant that is violating these rules can lose their liquor license. On the businesses, on the valve, we reduced it to 50% of the workforce. We then reduced it to 75% of the workforce must stay home. And today we're bringing it to 100% of the workforce uh, must stay home. The local governments are charged with enforcement. I want them to enforce them. And I want to be, frankly, more aggressive on the enforcement. We're going to increase the potential maximum fine from $500 to $1,000. When I issued the stay-at-home order, it wasn't, it would be nice if you did. Uh, it is a mandate. You should be happy. Because if we don't change the trajectory, we're going to go to shutdown, and then your business is going to close. 100% of the workforce, be happy. We decided, we did this, we did that. And it was how many months of that? Month after month after month after month. And I'm actually not just pointing at Cuomo, month after month after month, close, 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 close. Well, January 18th is what my watch says. That means Joe Biden, uh, two days, two days Joe Biden's going to be sworn in as president of the United States. Do you want to know what Andrew Cuomo is saying now? Listen. 
We cannot stay closed until everyone is vaccinated. The economic, psychological, emotional cost would be incredible. We must begin increasing economic activity and using science to do it, making COVID testing and vaccinations available so that we can reopen restaurants and art spaces and theaters and commercial businesses. Hmm. Man, it's weird. And then I remember Chicago's mayor, Lori Lightfoot, she was close everything down, right? Close this down, close that down. Close down your salon. Of course, then she got caught going and getting her own crew cut. But you remember that, right? Close everything down. But you want people to die. Ah, well, That's weird because, again, January 18th, Joe Biden's about sworn in. And this is what she's saying now. I am very, very focused on getting our restaurants re reopened. If we look at um, the various uh, criteria that the state has set, we are uh, meeting uh, most, if not all, of those. So that's a conversation uh, that I will have with the governor. But I want to get our restaurants and our bars reopened as quickly as possible. I feel very strongly that we are very close to a point where we should be talking about opening up our bars and restaurants. Days, weeks, how soon could that happen? I'd like to, I'd like to see it as soon as possible, um, but again, I will follow the public health guidelines. We obviously have to do this in conversation with the state, um, but I think we, we, are, we are at the point where we need to be talking about the when and not if. Hmm. We talk a lot about right and wrong, good and bad. And I understand I'm not a great arbiter for that because I'm a terrible human being. I'm selfish. I'm a sociopath. I have no heart. I have no feelings whatsoever. None. There's just nothing in there. I'm just dead inside. But we don't talk a ton about evil. I will tell you this. If you are an elected representative in the United States of America, or whatever political party, I don't care, and you intentionally ruined lives, destroyed lives for months and months and months just so you could win a presidential election and now that you got the results you want now you're going to turn around and do what you should have done all along you're evil you have something missing inside of you that should be there there are wires that aren't touching and everybody and their brother can see what this is Month after month after month of panic, lockdown, everyone's going to die. Oh, my God, panic. What are you doing? How could you open? It's just nonstop fear, lockdown, go home, close your business. Now, with people's lives destroyed, small businesses shut down permanently all across the country, the restaurant industry wiped out, the entertainment industry gone. Now, because you got the election results you want, now you want to open again? I don't, I don't speak to people's motivations most of the time, as far as individuals go. I don't know what's inside the heart of people like Andrew Cuomo and Lori Lightfoot. But if that's the case, if it was, let me ruin some lives so we can win a presidential election, those people are evil. All right. You ever stay at hotels? You ever shop? Do you happen to have a a phone, a wireless phone, telehealth at all? The answer to all those questions is yes, of course you do. What if you could save money while you do all of those things, but wait, there's more. Sounds like an old infomercial, but what? Wait, there's more. On top of saving money at all the things you love to do, you could 
contribute to candidates running for office, candidates who believe in the Second Amendment, ranchers, military people, law enforcement, people who love this country. That's what Mammoth Nation is. You become a member. Your money goes to those candidates, and while being a member, you save money on all the things you love to do. Go. Go to mammothnation.com slash jesse. That's mammothnation.com slash jesse. We'll be back. None of what you see is real. How many times have you heard me say that here? None of what you see is real. I, I saw in the media this morning, first thing, there was smoke smoke around the Capitol building, and they had locked down the area, and immediately, of course, our disgusting journal class in the country was diving all over the whole thing, and it turned out it was a dumpster fire at a homeless camp. So this is the kind of idiocy we deal with now. To talk about that and other things is Darren Porcher. He's a former NYPD lieutenant and current criminal justice professor at Pace. He also hosts Crossing the Line. Darren I'm just weirded out by everything going on at the Capitol right now. I'm weirded out by the Capitol Police and their failures of last week. I'm weirded out we have 30,000 troops there, high fencing. It looks like East Berlin. What What is going on? <laughs> we have more troops at the Capitol than we have in Iraq and Afghanistan combined, man. Yes. I, you know, <laughs> I'm speaking as a, as a prior Army officer. I would have loved to have this level of resource, but you know when we look at what's happening, <laughs> I think it's the political it's the political culture that's driving the narrative that in many ways somewhat denigrates us as Americans. Because when we look at it in hindsight, being 2020, we were all appalled in some of the actions or a lot of the actions that occurred at the Capitol. But the vast majority of those people were outside. They didn't come inside. Of course, we had the lunatics that came in, sat in the council chairs and things to that effect. But that being said, we're moving forward to a very, um, a very peculiar place in history. That being, we're leaving the Trump administration and going into the in the Biden administration. You know, one of the first things that he's looking to do is reestablish our foothold in the Paris Accord, which was a colossal failure. Why we're going back into the, the Paris Climate, Climate Accord remains to be seen. But that being said, when we look at it from the uh, security perspective of public safety, what they're erecting in the Capitol is just, it's laughable to say the least. You know, I'm a person that speaks from the perspective of public safety, and I think that it's necessary. But at the same token, when I look at what's happening, it's more political posturing than it is something of substance. Darren, I had the same thought. When I looked at all the fencing and the razor wire around the front, I, I it, it seems like this <laughs> is all one wire. gigantic... Yeah, I mean, come on. It seems like it's one gigantic propaganda push to show you that there are these dangerous right-wing terrorists out there that could descend on D.C. at any minute and take over the government. It, 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 that's what it feels like. Or is this just a pathetic overreaction to a, obviously a really bad scene, but a really pathetic overreaction? I think this is a pathetic overreaction, but this is primarily being driven by Nancy Pelosi. I think this is this is what's allowing her the bully pit to demonstrate her power in Congress. And we as Americans, believe it or not, Jesse, whether you like it or not, you are paying for this. Okay. So oh, to have these, these thousands of troops there, you are foot the bill, whether you like it or not. And you're gonna see this with a tax hike coming later on down the line. I can guarantee you, Biden has spoke to the specific 
as it relates to a tax increase. He said that, look, I'm going to roll back the track, um, the Trump tax reductions, and I'm going to put those things back in play. And now you're going to be coming out of pocket, and we're going to start by giving you the bill for the cement security on the day of the inauguration. Darren, I, I know it's a small thing, but I was actually curious. I found myself asking this morning, I'm looking at all the pictures. We've got troops marching up and down Pennsylvania Avenue and whatnot. I found myself asking, when does it end? Do they yank these guys out the day after the inauguration? Is this just a brief thing? Do they leave them there? God forbid. What, what, are they, what is this? This is purely window dressing from the perspective of political posturing. Granted, when we look at a security matrix, I think that it's necessary. I believe the Secret Service is going to be at the forefront of this particular event um, in connection with the transfer of power. Prior to that, we had the Capitol Police that were at the forefront, and they didn't really have a, a, a clear resolve on how they could manage a situation of that magnitude, which begs the question of if you are the chief executive, more so specific to the sergeant of arms at the Capitol, he should have clearly had a better identification of how to better fortify that complex. It didn't happen. Moving fast forward a week later, it's going to be impossible for us to maintain that level of resource to um, secure the capital. We're going to have to, I'm a firm proponent of technological innovations to be married in with physical officers that are at a particular place. When we look at the borders, or I want to say the parameters of the U.S. Capitol, it was very porous compared to a lot of the other locations in the um, in the D.C. area. And I genuinely believe that they should have more technological innovations and officers positioned accordingly. But we're not going to have 15,000-plus troops that are going to man the Capitol. And so it goes back to what I said to you earlier. I think this is nothing more than political posturing that I, as well as you, are on the hook to pay the bill for this, including that $2,000 stimulus that's adding up to trillions of dollars that the American public is going to be responsible for paying in tax increases. Darren, you and I are of the same mind about a lot of things. I'm pro-law enforcement. I'm pro-freedom. I, I don't know, like I agree with you when I say there needs to be some improvements there. I don't know how I feel about the people's house. It is the people's house because of one bad incident becoming locked down like Fort Knox. I like that people can walk through the thing. At the same time, I'm not an idiot. I don't want members of the House of Representatives to be cowering under their desks for fear of their, of their lives. What's the appropriate merger there between freedom and security? Well, it's got to be bifurcated in two, two directions. You can't line the perimeter with tanks and expect it to be business as usual. You're going to have to look at what are the current additives in security that, uh, and I spoke to quintessential security in marrying in with technology. I think that's going to be at the forefront. A lot of camera-ready positions throughout that perimeter. They have a lot of cameras that are already there, but I think you need to introduce that additional level of omnipresence so people know that you're being recorded and possibly, like, I give you an example of a, a penitentiary, so to speak. Whenever there's a riot in a penitentiary, what they do is they close off or they cordon off those particular areas as to where the disturbance is to ensure that it doesn't spill out into the entire facility. I think that you, the, you being the Capitol Police, are going to have to connect with the teachable moments from how 
prison um, prison officials manage prison riots, and that application is going to be entered into the the um, solidifying the security at that capital complex because we just can't have the fifteen thousand plus troops that are going to be there on a day to day. They're out and they're going to be out in a couple of days. This is merely window dressing and nothing else. That's not qualitative policing or qualitative um, security, so to speak. All right, we're switching gears to a place you happen to know pretty well, New York City. Uh, I love New York City. I know people who aren't from there hate it. I think it's, it's one of the most fun places I've All ever right. been. I enjoy it every we time I go. We have the greatest mayor uh, on the face of this earth in New York yeah, City. Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually where I was Blasio. going with this. There's no it's better where I'm going with this. on the face of this earth than Mayor de Blasio. Can, can you recap for me? I don't expect New York to elect me. I don't expect New York to elect you. That's just not going to happen. But can you recap for me how the Please, greatest city in the I world? Can win the election, Jesse. I do not. I think you're just a little bit for, a little bit too far right to win in New York City. No, so explain not at all. me. This is what we need. Go in there with the steamroller. Go ahead, Jesse. <laughs> explain to me how Bill De Blasio wins. I mean, just recap it for people who aren't there, because I really, really dislike this human being for trashing a city I love so much. Yeah, but how does it happen? How does that guy happen? You dislike Mayor de Blasio. Are you kidding <laughs> me? You know, it, it, it's one of these things. We had the lowest ter- voter turnout for this mayoral election in connection with de Blasio being elected, I think, than we've ever had in the past. And it really begs the question of, where is the liberal base or that liberal agenda that's being introduced into a city like New York? It's not just happening in New York. When we look at what's happening in Chicago, when we look at what's happening in Los Angeles, when we look at what's happening in Seattle and Portland, there is this democratic surge that is decimating a lot of these larger cities in the United States. So that being said, New York City is no different. When I look at the the, the policies and practices within the de Blasio administration, it's subsequently denigrating our quality of life for the eight and a half million residents that reside in the city of New York. But what's even worse than that, when we look at the collection of lunatics that are running for office after the boom <laughs> de Blasio is out at the end of the year, it begs the question of should we enact a lunacy test before these people are able to run for office because it's just horrible and I'm to the point now Jesse I'm ready to throw in the towel and move out of New York City and move into the suburbs and, and just you know chart my course in a different way because the de Blasio administration is categorically destroying the quality of life for New Yorkers as a whole Come on down to Texas, Darren. My neighborhood's got room. We got swimming pools hey, and fireworks and hot dogs. Guy. We got everything you need. When I was on active duty, I lived in Texas for four years. I loved it, man. And, uh, you know, no state tax. I mean, the amenities in Texas are wide and deep. I live in New York, and I guess after coming off of active duty, the first thing you want to do is you want to come back to the city that you're from because your family is here. But, you know, hindsight being 2020, Texas is a good look. Florida is a good look as well. Darren Porcher, thank you, my man. Appreciate you. It's always a pleasure, man. All right. What did we do? I'll show you what I mean here in just a few. Hang on.
I think people forget what that migrant caravan stuff was like back when it was happening, back before Trump put a stop to it and made sure they were stopped in Mexico. I mean, look, at, I want you to look at this. This is coming right now. Does that look to you like just two or three young families seeking a, a, a better life? Joining me now to talk about that is former congressional candidate, Air Force veteran, Anna Paulina Luna. Anna, um, this looks really bad, and I think everyone's forgotten what it was like when these people were invading the border earlier before Trump got Mexico to cooperate. I mean, make no mistake, you know, everything that happens in the United States on television, whether it is political candidates or the, you know, vice president of the United States making comments about wanting open borders, essentially that means a big flat welcome to the United States sign, especially for these people. So we know that the Kamala Harris and Biden administration have been openly advertising that they wanted to give blanket amnesty to these illegal immigrants, signifying for these people that they should now approach the U.S.-Mexico border. Um, if I could just add, though, you know, it's interesting that prior to 2016, that under Obama-Biden, that, you know, they had the same exact policies that the president, uh, President Trump put into effect with a zero tolerance on illegal immigration. In fact, the coin term for Obama was the deporter in chief. And so it's interesting now that now that Biden is um, going to be taking office, that essentially these migrant caravans are now showing up again because they know that we have someone who's weak on immigration. Okay, so I, I'm, I can't believe I'm even asking this question, but is Joe Biden left of Obama? Um, I think that Joe Biden and his handlers have left Obama. I know that Joe Biden himself has historically been, you know, a blue dog Democrat. But ultimately, if you look at who he put in charge of his policy, you have people praising Mao. You have people that are open, um, open to the ideas of socialism. And so I don't think that it is going to be his decision. I think it's going to be his handler's decision. And it's very concerning because what they're talking about is not just giving a few people blanket amnesty, um, basically illegal immigrants. There's 22 million in this country. And so this is very alarming, very concerning. And we know better, I think, than most people that if we are a country without laws, if we are a country without borders, we're not a country at all. Okay, I can't, I, please tell me that it's not true, but are Republicans going to cave on this? I, I really genuinely lack the spine. I like the faith in the spine of Republicans. But if Joe Biden tries an amnesty push, I'm assuming there'd be huge pushback, right? I would hope so. In fact, I think it's uh, ultimately due to the survival of the Republican Party that if they decide to give blanket amnesty, that I think conservatism and the Republican Party will cease to exist because really along with that, um, you know, every single legal immigrant will then vote Democrat. And the numbers, in addition to what we have seen in it, you know, with voter fraud, um, it's very concerning, very alarming. But I do hope that, you know, in 2022, which I think that we're already hearing, at least from Congressman Matt Gates, that the president, President Trump, will still be very active within the political arena, especially in Florida. So hopefully we can get enough candidates elected to bring back the spine of the Republican Party. Speaking of Donald Trump, okay, he's clearly censored off of social media. They're never going to give that back to him because they're never going to give him that kind of platform again. 
Where does he personally go from here? You think he's done? Is he on a boat in the Mediterranean a month from now? Is he going to still be doing rallies? Is he running again? What do you see for Trump? I think that he's definitely going to be staying involved. In fact, I think that in addition to what you just mentioned about the censorship, I just saw on my social media, Project Veritas had said that they actually have a recorded video of Twitter's legal team saying that this isn't just political censorship here in the United States, but they're doing political censorship globally now. Um, I think it's very alarming. And I think that the one person that can really bring the base together and that has the financial ability to even rival some of these companies with his own platform would be would be Donald Trump. And so I think that for the sake of the nation, um, I think that it is going to be, you know, his life's legacy to really take this on. And, and I hope that other people, too, consider getting involved like Elon Musk, which, according to his tweets and some of the stuff that we're able to see online, I think that he might end up doing something um, in regards to taking back free speech for this country. All right. Let's assume Donald Trump's going to do something like that. Everybody's already looking to 2024. That's just the nature of everything. Joe Biden isn't even sworn in yet. And we're already wondering who's going to lead the charge for us. So who's going to lead the charge for us? Um, I definitely think that, you know, although I'm selfish and I want him to stay my governor, I think that Governor DeSantis would be a great nomination for 2024. You know, as much as I would love Donald Trump to run again, I don't know if he would be willing to run again because of what the media did to him. I mean, the man literally brokered peace with North Korea, was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize multiple times, and they continue to try to smear him over the last four years of his presidency, although he done more for this country than I think most presidents, aside from, you know, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. And so, you know, we'll see kind of what happens, but I think that a DeSantis um, gnome ticket could definitely be a winner for 2024. We talked about censorship. We've talked about it a lot on this show. You've already brought it up. Where does this end for them, Anna? Do they get to a point where, okay, like they got rid of Trump. Maybe they dumped this GOP congressman or two. You and I are probably almost definitely gone. But then they stop, or do they just go until Twitter's just a gigantic echo chamber of nothing but these leftist harpies yelling at each other? Uh, it's definitely not going to stop with, you know, congressmen. I think that it's about total control. And I think that really what it comes down to is it's somewhat alarming because you have the need for us to now set up our own essentially parallel, um, you know, platforms and parallel communities almost to just avoid political censorship and scrutiny. And, you know, that is alarming because it's more divisive. But I think that Twitter and Google and Amazon are working together to really silence the voices of conservative. We definitely see them flexing that. And it's good that they're showing us their hand now, though, because we can somewhat get ahead of it. But I do believe that if congressmen, if senators do not take control of what's happening with these social media giants, essentially they'll be controlling elections from here to come. And the whole um, idea of free elections and free information will be um, something of a distant memory. Ron DeSantis, is it true his nickname is Heavy D? Because he's 100% going to be the nominee if his nickname's really Heavy D. Um, I don't know that, but I can tell you that the minute that he declares, obviously I'm going to be supporting him. He's done some great things for Florida to include. Now we're seeing Newsweek admitting that the quarantining and the lockdowns didn't do anything. And we're seeing Cuomo and, you know, everyone else and their grandmother now admitting that these lockdowns were essentially nonsense. He was the one that really fought against that narrative and kept Florida open. And that's the reason why a lot of our small businesses and the people of Florida have been able to, you know, keep their families fed during this awful time. 
Okay, the inauguration, once it gets done, Joe Biden passes a bunch of idiotic executive orders. We know all that stuff's coming. Legislatively, what are they going to try? Assuming they get one big thing and they don't have super majorities, one big thing is generally what you get as president. What's he going to go? Um, I think that their biggest thing is they're going to try to push the new Green Deal. I say that. I do know that they have, I think, seven now proposals for gun, um, gun regulation and gun control. I don't think that they'll be able to pass that because I think that prior to, you know, really even in 2022, starting in August, we'll be taking back seats that they didn't anticipate. But um, I mean, I think that they're going to do the new Green Deal push. That's been something climate change has been something that they've been harping, harping, harping. Um, so I think that that'll be what they're going to try for. But ultimately, I think that they're going to have a huge problem because what they did in deplatforming the president in censoring people and really showing their hand with the media is they scared the American people. And, you know, now that the American people know what these people want to do in total positions of power, I think that they're going to be more inclined to get involved at local elections, at federal elections, and frankly, put their money where their mouth is and make sure that these people aren't in office for very long. Are you Floridians ready for a massive influx of New Yorkers? Because you're about to get one. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, uh, from what I hear, we're actually getting a large portion of the Trump family is going to be out here now from New York. Um, but what we are noticing is that the people that are coming down from New York don't like the policies and they know what party was voting for those policies. So uh, as much as we welcome other people for our economy, I'm glad that DeSantis put it into place that essentially we will have civics taught to their children. So even if they move here and they tend to vote or lean a little bit left, we will make sure that their kids know exactly what the Constitution was based and founded upon and, and what policies and what guidelines work and which ones don't. Thank God for Ron DeSantis. Anna Paulina Luna, thank you so much, ma'am. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. What did we do? You'll see what I mean. Hang on. I saw this video yesterday, and of course, I just laughed it off and blew it off at first. And then I had, I'd walked away, and I walked back, and I decided to watch it again a few more times because it hit me. This is our president of the United States now. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time. And you saw me. You, you saw me ask Darren earlier in the show. How does the greatest city in the world elect Bill De Blasio? I know they're not going to elect some Republican, you know, right winger. But how is it Bill De Blasio? And I looked at this video of Joe Biden. And I thought to myself, the greatest country in the world just chose this man to be its leader. Really, we're going to be doing a lot of work and can hardly wait to have you. I'm taking this beyond what we're supposed to do. See you all. Okay. Is there any scenario that you would want to be taking meals outside on Wednesday? Travis Willis, please. Are you See you tomorrow. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. Uh, these stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. 
you can't give them up or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right, it's unjust, and Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE, or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans. Heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country. Heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber. The complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes. Our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs.